Hey everybody, this is Kennedy Hawk from the Marvel Champions Monthly Fan Podcast team, and we have another exciting power-up episode, this time with special guest Vardane. So Vardane, where can people find and hear about your great works within the worlds of Marvel Champions? I'm from the Critical Encounters podcast. You can find Critical Encounters at criticalencounters.lipson.com. We're on Facebook as Critical Encounters. We're on Discord. I'm on as Vardan. And we are on every podcast player where you could get us on. So if you just do a search for us on your favorite podcast player, Critical Encounters, you'll find us. That's cool. It's a really great show. Highly recommended from us at our team. So today we're going to be talking all about Black Panther. Black Panther is a core set hero who's all about deck fitting, getting upgrades out, and then playing an event that triggers an ability on a bunch of upgrades, sort of as a different type of Ultronish character. He's really, 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 really about deck fitting. So you're going to want to get a bunch of upgrades out as Black Panther, and then play these awesome events called Wakanda Forever. And yeah, that's that's basically like how his mechanic works. Right. Um, so what are some play tips or strategies you've seen for playing Black Panther? Um, I think some like you're going to start the game with one piece of your suit. So uh, I think the important piece is to know what villain you're going up against and what your deck is weak on. So if you've got aggression, you know you're going to be able to do a lot of damage. If you're playing justice, you know you're going to be able to handle the thwart. So I like to find that piece of the suit that's going to cover my weakness and get that one out uh, right away. That's going to let me mitigate the villain uh, and, and allow me to build up. I actually do the opposite. So I t- choose one of two paths. I either choose the thing, and maybe this is from playing a lot of multiplayer, but I always choose the thing that I'm good at because in multiplayer you can like specialize instead of having to do everything. So I just count on someone else to cover my weakness. Oh yeah, I I absolutely agree. In multiplayer, if your job is the uh, punchy guy, then yeah, go go all out for the energy daggers or the, you know, the the uh, panther claws. Um, in I was talking about solo, and I ah, solo. That I sense. recently played a lot of solo games. So, <laughs> and then the other thing I'll do is I'll um, I guess you kind of said this is if I know what villain I'm going up against, I'll choose a specific upgrade like against. Ultron, I'll usually take those energy daggers. Um, sometimes I'll take the the suit that heals me, but usually the daggers for the AOE. Um, yeah, the healing suit is good, like, say, against Taskmaster, who's going to be able to hit you for extra damage. Um, I did a survey once, and everybody told me that they choose the Healy suit first. Not everybody. It was like 60%, right? But that's a pretty uh, big number when there's four options. And I was yeah. surprised. Yeah, I am too, because uh, my... The two decks I brought for this episode, I play. I was playing with Tactical Genius as my first card every time, because uh, I found Whoa. that I needed Gross. I needed the threat removal more than the other ones. That makes sense. You get this constant threat removal for your whole game. Then I always choose this. Not don't choose the suits because that first turn it doesn't do anything for me if I end up with a Wakanda forever because I haven't taken any damage yet. Um, right. But that's yep. just me being greedy early on. You gotta optimize. So what are some strengths of Black Panther's hero kit? Uh, well, the one card that we didn't mention in this hero kit is the Vibranium, which is that there's three of that double resource wilds. I think that's a great strength. It allows him to pay for stuff very easily. Um, it covers like the 
special kickers on most cards because you've got a double wild. Um, so I think that's a that's a powerful piece of his kit. I think that's great. I, you know, very thematic. You know, King of Wakanda, lots of vibranium. I, I, I like that. Oh, it's very useful against all villains too, because almost every villain or modular or whatever has some sort of upgrade that can be discarded for you know matching resources. And it's always a pain when Rhino gets his horn, but you never have physical resources. With Vibranium, you only got to find one matching resource, which makes it really easy. Yeah, that's true too for things like uh, Red Skull's right hook or his pistol. Um, and any of those triples, because there you go, two of them are done. Yeah. I think that Black Panther is one of those characters that when you when you do what Black Panther wants to do, when you get those four upgrades down and start just playing Wakanda forever, so you have a very like well-balanced character. You can do damage, you do some thwarting, and the power is still given to the player, right? When you're playing as Iron Man, you get all your armor pieces out, and they all do the same thing every turn. Maybe you go aerial, maybe you don't. With Black Panther, you get those four upgrades out, and when you play Wakanda forever, choosing what the final one to trigger is can be very important. So do you want to remove extra threat, or do you want to do extra AoE damage, or heal extra? So it gives you the player that like cool decision at the end, but at the same time, you're still dishing a ton of damage and removing a ton of threat, so you're, you're able to focus on both sides, Kana. Yeah, I think that, that's well said. So what about weaknesses for Black Panther? What are some weaknesses you've seen? Uh, I always, well, the couple decks I made, I seem to have trouble with thwarting, even with the tactical genius out there. Um, he's not as, I, mean, I don't know, he's, he's not as susceptible to stun because you can you know, attack with him to clear it before you do Wakanda forever, or you can time... Your Panther Claws to pull off an attack, you know, pull off a stun when you're attacked. Um, things like energy daggers aren't even an attack. Um, I don't know. I think he's pretty well rounded. I, 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 other than having some issues with threat removal, I think he's pretty solid. What, what so. about you? I yeah. think so too. I think some of the things that detract from Black Panther for a lot of people are his. His alter ego ability happens at the beginning of the game. So in one way, that's nice. You get to pick that upgrade with foresight right away. But if you picked the wrong upgrade based on the encounter cards that come out, you've just doomed the whole game. Going to alter ego doesn't help you fix that. It gets you the one extra card draw. And he does have two alter ego cards. So you're still still incentivized to flip down and go to alter ego. But he's not, he's not like a crazy flipping hero. Um, so that's, that's a little bit of a bummer. Um, but at yep. the same time, that might help him with his threat. Thwarting was the thing that I was thinking of. And in general, um, there's those three new like resource upgrades. Um, martial Prowess, Sense of Justice, and Nerves of Steel, where they reduce the cost of attack, thwart, and defense events. Well, every other hero has some sort of attack or uh, thwart event in their kit somewhere. But Black Panther actually doesn't have any, because Wakanda Forever is just a tactic, I think. So it triggers attacks and thwarts, but you can't make use of those like cool resources. So I wouldn't say he's starved for resources with his vibranium, but it's a bit of a bummer that he he if he plays one of those cards, it's mainly for aspect and basic cards, not for his hero kit itself. Yeah, that is true. I, I hadn't really given that much thought. That that's a good point. The other thing that always happens to me that's a pain, and this is probably I was looking through my play stats, and Black Panther is the hero I've played the most. 
even more than Hawkeye. Isn't that terrifying? But it's probably Whoa. because there was a delay in Hawkeye for like a year. So, you know, yeah, true. give it more time. Um, I hate drawing caught off guard as Black Panther. It's just the worst thing ever, especially first turn. You get that Black Panther upgrade down and you immediately discard it. He doesn't have a way to shuffle those upgrades back into his deck other than that one alter ego event, right? He would he would love to have some more recursion. Yeah. Just in general, like disruption of your board state. You're one of the good one of the powerful ways to play Black Panther is to get a really thin deck and play multiple Wakanda forevers per turn, just dealing a ton of damage and removing a ton of threat. But you can't do that if your upgrades keep getting discarded or allies keep getting killed and thrown back into your deck. And he has no uh, base, like, cancel cards, right? He doesn't have yep. any way to stop the counter deck from doing what it's doing, like uh, some characters might have. Oh, yeah, I guess I should have mentioned that under strengths. That's one of the things that I like about him. He doesn't have any cancel cards. Um, most of the characters that have cancel cards are characters that need to flip a lot or characters that have to sort of like live dangerously with their health. Black Panther is one of the only characters that has a healing card in his hero form. And it's a healing card that once you get it out, you can trigger it five to six times through your deck. So it's a really good healing card, um, his, his suit. So he's got that going, at least. Yeah. I, and his stats, he's a 2-2-2, two, 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 right? With Retaliate 1 and 11 hit points. So that's a pretty strong starting hero lineup, I think. Makes him real versatile, just like his suit makes him real versatile. And he's got that nice little Retaliate. Uh, and he's not as squishy as, say, Hawkeye uh, yep. or any of those 9 hit point heroes. Definitely compared to Spider-Man or Hawkeye. Um, I really appreciate the two thwart. I feel like with those characters, they they also struggle with thwarting, but they really struggle with thwarting. With Black Panther, I mean, Tactical Genius isn't great, but I usually just use his base stats to thwart every round if I haven't defended, and that sort of keeps me in the game. Not always, but most of the time. Yep. Yeah, and a four recover, that's better than Captain America, right? So, totally. Uh, he, he, can, he can heal back up in a couple, couple turns. So how do you mulligan with Black Panther? Um, you obviously get to pick a tech upgrade, but that's after your mulligan. So how do you decide what to pitch and what to try to hunt for? Yeah, I'm usually going for uh, a early game resource generation support that will stay out or a piece of the suit. Like if you can get Golden City out right off the bat and put Too it to use right away, <laughs> with like a, if you have a Vibranium and a Golden City, you know, you're in good shape there. Um, I like the the decks I made. Like a, a mansion is helpful or a helicarrier. I I don't when I mulligan. I don't want to see too many of the suit pieces in my hand because then I can't pay for all of them without using one of them, and that's just to feel bad. So or you have to hold on to it for an extra turn. Yep. Um, but I'll I'll pitch. I might pitch um, an early Wakanda forever because I don't have the suit pieces out. I'll definitely toss things like Ancestral Knowledge early on so I can try to get a support or upgrades out there, or, or an ally. Yeah, I do the same thing. I toss any Wakanda Forevers in my opening hand unless they're going to let me do something like remove, break in, and take in, or something like that. Sure. Um, and it's, it's actually pretty cool with his Vibraniums, and if you include the basic resources, you can get the optimal hand where you play almost every Black Panther upgrade if you're really lucky. Um, 
someone, Dr. Zero Zero on Discord recently actually brought up to me a good point that made me reevaluate Wakanda Forever's early in the game. Whenever I play Black Panther, I pretty much throw all the Wakanda Forever's on my first couple turns just trying to get the suit pieces out. I spend them as resources. And while they're better later in the game when you have more suit pieces out, they're still really efficient even when you only have one suit piece out, right? If you have Tactical Genius out there and you play Wakanda Forever, that's an event that costs one that removes two threat. Just about everybody would play that, right? That's, uh, what's it called? Clear the area without the, the card area. draw. And yeah. people love that card, mainly for the card draw, but also because it's really efficient. So if, if you can do that with two upgrades out, it's like a clear the area that also does a damage or also heals you. That's like a really good event. So there's no reason to throw your Wakanda Forevers away once you get two upgrades out. You may as well play them. And I think he's totally right. I think the, the efficiency of your Wakanda Forever is you add more cards. It definitely gets more efficient for one cost, but you're also like adding the resource cost of all those upgrades. So get them out when you get them out. But definitely, I at least in my opening mulligan, I throw those kind of rivers away. Yeah, I think that all seems pretty sound. Cool. Well, what is your favorite aspect to play with Black Panther? Uh, I've been playing leadership lately, and that's really fun. Um, I, I have to say, I haven't really played much Black Panther Justice. Well, I've got a deck for you, but let's do your leadership deck first. Sure. All right. So this is um, called Strength in Wakanda. Um, it's a little bit. Well, it's focused around Wakanda Forever and Strength in Numbers. So it, I've seen a little bit of these style decks out there lately with some other heroes, and I thought, well, let me try it with Black Panther. Um, it's loaded up with allies, trying to get out a wide board of allies, and then taking advantage of strength and numbers to draw a ton of cards to get all your Wakanda forevers or any missing suit pieces to play them and, and lather, rinse, repeat. Right? So uh, the hope is that you're able to draw lots of cards, play lots of Wakanda forevers, and win the game. So I've got eight allies in the deck. Uh, Ant-Man, Black Knight, both Hawkeyes, Shuri, Squirrel Girl, Stinger, and U.S. Agent. I uh, try to put all cheap guys in there. There's 14 events that Ancestral Knowledge, three Assess the Situations, two Avengers Assembles, three Strength and Numbers, and all the Wakanda Forevers. So the thought here is I've got a bunch of allies and get like six allies into play. I can use my Strength and Numbers to draw more. I can use those Assess the Situations to just cycle my deck to get to the Wakanda Forevers quicker. Um, it's resource heavy. Energy Genius Strength Vibraniums. But I also have a Mansion in there, a Avengers Tower in there, a Helicarrier in there, a Quinn Carrier in there, the Golden City, and the Triskelion. So you ne you never get stuck with a hand you can't play. You can draw six cards, play all six cards, right? Draw another three, play, up, play them all, because you've got plenty of resources. Sometimes too many, but that's okay. Uh, six upgrades, downtime, endurance, and then it's four suit pieces. And those are mostly the... You know, downtime and endurance are great. They help thin it out, and they're just generally pretty good upgrades. That's that's the deck. Nice. So the goal is thin your deck as much as you can, play a bunch of strength and numbers, and let it go wild. Right, because you can have 12 supports out. You can have six allies, because you can start with three, right? You can... Uh, Stinger doesn't count. You can put the Triskelion out, and Avengers Tower. So... 
all the allies except for Shuri are Avenger allies. So Shuri's job, she's a little bit of a anomaly for the deck. She comes out, you get an upgrade, you know, downtime, endurance, or any of the suit pieces, and then you throw it with her maybe, and you block. She's your blocker. You let her die right away because uh, you she doesn't help you with your Avengers tower. She works against the tower. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then if you've got those guys out and you can strengthen numbers, I've easily strengthened numbers for five at a time. So you got a, a 10 card turn I, that's or more. If you're using a situation, um, you're going to get a bunch of Wakanda forevers out. You're going to find that fourth piece of your suit that maybe you're missing um, or that got blown up and, and then just lay into the villain. Nice. What was the most um, Wakanda forevers you got off at a single turn? Do you remember? I had I, I I with this deck I have played five Wakanda Forevers. Nice. So like holding onto one from the turn before and drawing into it with a mansion and the strength of numbers and that assessing situation. I've I've been playing around with that a little bit more since it came out. Uh, it's kind of an odd card, but like you're banking for the future, right? Like, it's no good right now, but it's gonna get me more later. So a big hand, yeah. Um Getting all five Wakanda Forevers was like, I don't know, achievement unlocked. Boom. Yeah. 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 The dream. I, yeah. Is there um, a villain that this is really strong against, or that this really struggles against? I haven't had much trouble at this point. Uh, with I anyone, see. Like, too easy. Except, too easy. No, I haven't had much trouble with this uh, Black Panther deck. The, my other one I have. Um, but it does require setup. And it does require you to be in it for a little bit of a long game, right? Because you got to get the upgrades and supports and your allies, all that kind of going and working at once. So you, a villain who is fast, I think like Crossbones, who on Expert can really hit you for a lot of damage. His schemes have low threat thresholds, so you can't sit and alter Ego or he's going to flip. He's going to start attaching new um, experimental weapons to himself. The fast villains make it a little bit harder, or the the villains that are also can go wide with a lot of minions early in the game, because you're you haven't had a chance to set up. Um, those guys are going to be a little bit of a, a struggle. But even things like Ultron, you've got you know, like you said, you can play with the energy daggers, that sort of stuff to try to uh, mitigate that early on. Yeah, I was just thinking um, Claw with under attack could be really mean because you get minions early and those stupid boost cards that deal one damage to all your allies. When you have six allies out there, that just feels mm -hmm. so bad. <laughs> yeah, so and, <laughs> and in this one, I've generally, you know, you put an ally out and you put them right on the edge so they only have one health left. And, yep. and, and then you just keep them there so that they can exhaust to draw your cards or, or maybe you need them to defend with. Um, but Panth... Panther's a good defender. He's got a two defense. He's got retaliate one and 11 hit points. So you shouldn't have to defend with your allies, especially if you got the suit out and you're able to heal as you go. Does this deck differ in how you play it in multiplayer versus solo? Uh, I don't think so. I think in maybe with multiplayer, you can flip back to alter ego more often. If you've got like the Golden City out, because you know threat threshold's a lot higher. Somebody yep. is playing justice for you, and they're able to keep the threat down, and that allows you 
draw more cards because you can put the allies out. You can put your suit out. You can put the upgrades, all that stuff out in Alter Ego. Uh, you can play that Ancestral Knowledge once in a while to try to shuffle some stuff back in. Uh, so, yeah, I think in multiplayer, you probably could spend a little bit more time in Alter Ego than you do in solo. That was my answer, too. I'm I'm one of those greedy multiplayer people, and it'll be the end of the first turn, and I'll be playing Hawkeye, and I'll be like, oh, everybody's in hero form? I think I'm going to stay in Alter Ego. And I do that with Black Panther all the time, because I'm like, huh. if I get my four upgrades out, everyone's going to be happy, right? So I may as well stay in Alter Ego that first turn, especially if I get Golden City, and you can go through, like, 16 cards in your deck in the first two rounds. Like, yep. Plus, no a justice question. player wants threat out there, so you're really just doing them a favor. Exactly. Yeah. I always think with strength and numbers, it's really nice that that's just an action, not a hero action. Because even early in the game, if you don't draw into your Black Panther upgrades, let's say you get three allies out there. On your next turn, you have a strength and numbers. You can get to that eight cards in your hand just by playing strength and numbers right away. So it's like pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Yep. Cool. And I. In this one, and I've had it work, is Avengers Assemble. It's an expensive card. Uh, and it's one of those cards that, like, I think it's undervalued, but then it's also overvalued at the same time. Um, but with this deck and the Vibraniums and the resources and the supports, you can more reliably play Avengers Assemble. Mm -hmm. So you could strengthen numbers a bunch of your guys. You can play Avengers Assemble to ready them up and then use them or strengthen numbers again if you had to, um, giving everybody a little bit of boost. So that's a that's a fun final use of this card. Like I haven't had great success with Avengers Assemble except for this deck. Totally makes sense. When you're setting up early on, are you looking for your supports and upgrades or are you looking for your allies to like get through your deck faster? I've had good success with... Um, the supports because they let you dig for more right tower lets you play pays for uh, an yeah. ally, helps pay yeah. for an alley mansion draws you a card helicarrier queen carrier i i like the first couple turns if you have a choice between a support and something else i go for the supports um just because then the longer those are out the more efficient they are or the more effective you get you get more uses out of a mansion right six uses of a mansion is better than two so. Yeah, totally makes sense. Well, sweet. That looks like an awesome deck. We'll put yeah. the the little link to the CDB thing in the show notes in case people want to try it out. Cool. Seems pretty popular, so I assume that people will want to. All right. I will sweet. do my Justice deck next. Cause yeah, it's okay. Probably trash, because it's Justice. All right. It is called... Upgraded and supported justice. You can guess what I'm going to do. So when I play Black Panther, I like to make my deck really, really thin. So what I mean by that is as I go through my deck multiple times, by the time I'm like the second time through my deck, I don't want to have cards left in my deck other than Wakanda Forever and resources to pay for Wakanda Forever. So that means including almost no events in your deck, which is really hard with justice because for justice, it's like the staple card in justice. With Vibranium, you're always going to hit that trigger, so it seems like a natural inclusion. But instead, I go the the upgrade-heavy route here. So I'll go through it um, in the order it is in Marvel CDB. So for allies, I have Coulson, Mockingbird, Nick Fury, Quake, Shuri, and then Wiccan from the Scarlet Witch pack. 
So that's three, I think, two-cost allies, um, two three-cost, and one four-cost ally. For events, I have Ancestral Knowledge, the five copies of Wakanda Forever, and I put in two Crisis Averted from the Scarlet Witch pack, just as a oh crud, there's a Crisis icon out there, and I got to get past it sort of thing. And, and again... Six oh, yeah. threat off the main is no joke. Six threat off the main is no joke. You're almost always going to have that, once your deck is thin, you're going to have that mental resource from Vibraniums, and then it only costs you one extra card to play, so you don't feel so bad. I don't know. Yeah, Seems good. Yeah. I did the three basic resources and the three Vibraniums, and my, my stance on that is I normally don't do that in Black Panther. I feel like six double resources is almost too many. But in this deck, I have a lot of expensive cards, and I don't have Mansion or Helicarrier or anything to help me with it, so I want to make sure I have enough resources to get them out there early on. For supports, I've got Golden City, and then I've got three copies of Beat Cop, which seems like a cop-out, pun intended, but I think Beat Cop is one of the best cards with Black Panther, because the three cost is actually hard to swallow for a lot of characters, setup-wise. But with Black Panther... If you can get your four upgrades out and three beat cops, that means every time you play Wakanda Forever, you're dealing six damage and removing a threat, and you're removing three off the top of that from the three beat cops. And three isn't that much when you've got all these vibraniums in your deck, especially like you don't play them on your first deck pass, but maybe your second deck pass after you've gotten all your, your suit pieces out or something. They seem pretty good. Yeah, I, you're right. We, he can afford it. so He can afford it. May as well do it. I've got three counterintelligence. Um, actually, sorry, two counterintelligence, um, two endurance. And then I've got my four Black Panther upgrades, one heroic intuition, one under surveillance. I have three skilled investigators and three espionage. So this is mainly a multiplayer deck. The goal is you've got 16 upgrades, get them all onto the board. You obviously can't get both counterintelligences out because it's max one per player. So that's one card that's going to be stuck in your deck no matter what. Um, but the reason I like to have a lot of upgrades is because Shuri can fish up any upgrade. She can fish up your heroic intuition or your under surveillance or your investigator or your espionage or whatever you need. Coulson, the same way, can grab a counterintelligence or espionage from your deck. So all those allies that are pulling out upgrades to get to the board help you thin your deck faster. So you can get 15 of your upgrades out onto the board in a three-player game if you have enough people to throw a skilled investigator at. You can get your four supports out. So now you're up to 19 cards out of your deck. And you can have three allies out of the six. So your your deck is in the sub-20 cards range. Um, which is a pretty good place to be, I feel like. Every time you draw your hand, you're drawing one to two Wakanda Forevers. Maybe a Wakanda Forever and a Crisis Averted. So you can really keep things going and keep things like down at a manageable level. Um, it's been pretty fun in the games I've played it in so far. So the, the cost curve is a little weird. There's like three cards that cost zero, ten that cost one, a ton that cost two, and then very few threes and fours. It's kind of like a, it's actually kind of like a bell curve. But I think that works okay for Black Panther because of those vibraniums. You're always going to want cards that cost two. I was trying to fit in like lay down the law and clear the area, but I always feel bad putting those in a Black Panther deck because I feel like I'm wasting that extra resource from Iranian. Yeah, and lay down the law, he doesn't flip enough. Um, I don't think. Yeah. With, you, you with, be, uh, with Justice, you flip all the time once you get Golden City down, right? I flip almost every uh, turn. But that's because okay, I'm that, greedy. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true, because you can, uh, if you're playing against the right villain. That, and they, Yeah, that's true. 
Well, you can't be that greedy. You're you're giving skilled investigators out to other players. Well, I mean, really, I'm giving them a card that's not in my deck. That's all I care about. That's right. (laughs) I could make them honorary Avengers if you'd rather, but... No, I think that's great, because they they get a card draw, or they feel like they're going to get a card draw when, you know, you're just doing what you're doing, so... Yeah. No, that sounds... It sounds like a good deck. Um, it has that. This, I think the theme is going to be put out a whole bunch of cards, keep them out there, play your kind of forevers. <laughs> yep. This uh, the the one problem I have with this deck is it really struggles when there's not a lot of threat in the scheme. So if you are playing against Rhino and multiplayer, and everybody's sitting in hero form, you're usually pretty bored because <laughs> like. Everything other than your Black Panther upgrades is just all about, you know, beat copying threat off the scheme and putting skilled investigators out. So you're just sitting there in the villain phase being like, please draw a side scheme. Please draw yeah. an advance. Anything. We <laughs> Give can me something those, to do. You can always use those beat cops to kill off a minion. You could. So that's that's I, an option. Yeah, those are I I like the late game beat cops. Oh, guard? Dead. I don't need to throw it anymore. Let's just kill this guard off because I've got I got eight points on my beat cop or whatever it is. Yeah, and that's an action, so you can do it out of turn. I have killed Modok yep. with a beat cop before. That was pretty fun. That's pretty um, good. But that was in a four-player game, so it took forever. But yeah, it was good. I uh, my goal is to kill a T Rex with a beat cop. So that seems good. You got to get rid of the toughness and the T Rex with two beat cops. Like two beat cops. That's right. Partners. Beat cop. Yep. <laughs> I like it. So it's worked pretty well against most uh, villains. Like I said, it I wouldn't say it struggles against villains that uh, don't have a lot of threat, but it can be a really long grind against a villain like Rhino. It definitely is not a solo deck, because there's a lot of cards, like there's two Endurances and three Skilled Investigators that prevent you from thinning your deck if you're playing it solo. You'd probably want to swap you know, two of those Skilled Investigators for an Honorary Avenger, so you can still thin your deck down if you're in solo. But it works okay in solo. Pretty fun. Makes sense. Um, and when I'm mulliganing in this deck, I am looking for any allies I can get, any Black Panther upgrades. I'll, I'll even play a Beat Cop early on. If I can get an opening hand with a Vibranium and a Beat Cop and it lets me throw him to the board round one, that's just game-changing, right? So it lets you sit in Alter Ego and have Beat Cop pull the threat off the scheme, so it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, that sounds it. Well, your next deck is one of my favorite Black Panther decks. So let's talk about how Black Panther works with protection. Okay, so I have protection. I, I call this deck I for Vibranium I. Um, it is... I'll read them off. So it's only has four allies. Brother Voodoo, Iron, Fist, Mockingbird, and Shuri. The uh, 21 events. So it's a little bit different than... The other ones where we're thinning them down too much. So Ancestral Knowledge, three Desperate Defenses, three Never Back Down, three Preemptive Strikes, three Sidesteps, and three Tackles, plus all the Wakanda Forevers. So a ton of events. Um, you can see the Wakanda Forevers are going to get lost in the in the deck. It's got the six resources, Energy, Genius, Strength, Vibranium, only three supports. We've got the Mansion, a Quinn Carrier, and the Golden City. And then nine upgrades. Uh, the one armored vest, one electrostatic armor, and endurance. Uh, nerves, one nerves of steel, one unflappable, and then the four panther upgrades. So the thought here is, panther can defend. He's going to defend every time as much as he possibly can. 
You want to get an armored vest on him so his defense goes up to a three. And then you're going to ping back damage while you're being attacked. But the main way this is won, and it's mostly solo, so it's a little bit longer of a game, but mostly solo, is it's going to try to just keep the villain stunned. Um, with the never back downs, three of those, right? Where if you defend, you get plus two defense, and if you take no damage, you can stun the attacking enemy. So in a five defense, um, you can use the desperate defense to boost it even more and to ready up so that you can then attack in the player phase. It's got Iron Fist in there for a couple stuns, Mockingbird in there for stuns, has the tackles in there for stun. So the, the idea is to just stun the villain as much as you can, hit him back with your retaliates, hit him back with uh, your when you do get the Wakanda Forevers with your suit, and take him out that way. So it's a, it's a little bit different um, than all the other ones. Where, you know, we're trying to get a ton of supports and upgrades out uh, and cycle through the Wakanda Forevers. But yeah. That, that's Still seems super fun. Yeah, so, I've had a good time. I wanted to try some of the new cards, right? Uh, like Sidestep, I wanted to give that a try. Pre- you can prevent some damage, do a little damage back, and that that helps you trigger your never back downs. If you, oh, oops, I might take some damage, you can use that. You can use the preemptive strike to prevent damage to you, deal damage back, and then still hit him with the never back down. Oh, nice. Did uh, I notice that a lot of those new protection events cost one? So I guess since you have so many events, you're not worried about spending that extra cost of um, the Vibradium. And you have a Nerves of Steel in there to pay for one of those defense events per round. Yep. Did you have any um, trouble like sacrificing to, like cards you didn't want to for those protection events? No. The, the, a lot of this, your action as a player, takes place in the villain phase okay. in this deck. So after that first round, you sort of have to shift your expectations to, I'm playing in the villain phase. I'm not playing as much in the player phase. So it's okay to you know take all these responses and interrupts and stuff, and then you come back to the player phase, and maybe you're playing one card, maybe you're putting out an ally or something along those lines, but uh, or you're playing a Wakanda Forever. Yep. Yeah. And, and I have that, the Quinn Carrier in there, uh, to generate that resource. Oh, that's right. For things like sidestep that wants an energy, or tackle that wants a fist, so you should be able to uh, manage it. You've got all the extra wilds to help with things like tackle, which just costs three. Um, yeah, makes sense. I've uh, I've seen the argument, and I've started to do it as well. That protection Black Panther should run some of those enhanced upgrades. Um, because you can always throw your Vibranium into an enhanced upgrade. And then over the course of the game, that's going to pay for three of those defense events. And, I mean, you're oh, probably oh, yeah. not playing yep. Preemptive Strike nine times. So if you if you get two of those enhanced upgrades out there, it pays for six events. That's probably pretty it's good enough to beat Rhino, right? So um, I've started to do it, but I am not an expert at figuring out how many enhanced events and what to cut to put them in, right? It's cheaper than Quinn Carrier, but it's not permanent. So that is a good. Uh, that's good. Now this this protection deck is forty three cards, so it's a little bit bigger. You're already going crazy here, right? Yeah. It's already insane. And I, I know a lot of people say forty, and that's it. And and the leadership one, 
40 because that's all about cycling those Wakanda Forevers. This one is less so. So I want the toolbox. I want to be able to do, you know, t- to play these cards. And what's a couple extra cards? Eh, it's not that big a deal. So. Well, I'm glad you took that route, so I'm not embarrassed when I took it with my next deck. Yeah. I, are there? I'll give, I'll give you my dirty little secret. Most of my decks are 44 cards. I don't know why, Whoa. but I always end up at 44, and I have a hard time cutting cards. Like, but it's if but if I get this special magical combo, it's the best thing ever. Uh, so I need these extra cards in there. So a lot of times, why not? It's 40, 44. Yep. You can do that in champions. I usually start at 45, and then. As I play games, if there's a card that I'm like, I haven't played that card in 10 games, I'll remove it from the deck or something. Yep. Um, so even though I'm showing all 40-card decks, don't let it deceive you. I'm a dirty 45-card deck player in the background. Well, I, I've put in a 50, I've played a 50-card deck. Uh, Whoa, now you're just insane. That's now, true. those are you, you play a 50-card deck, you know you're going to go up against King, and at some point he's going to steal 8 out of your deck. Fine. I, st- I still have 42 other cards. Now I'm playing with a normal deck. I'm telling you, that's the best with Black Panther. If you got your four up- upgrades out there already and he steals eight cards that aren't Wakanda forever, you're like, please, take them. Keep yep. those memories away from me. I don't want to see Shuri anymore. I don't want to see Ancestral Knowledge anymore. It's it's yep. great. But then the time he steals like five Wakanda forevers and eight cards, you're just like, <sighs> all this wasted resources. Okay. So this deck does feel a little slower because it is a lot of uh, ping damage towards the end. Uh, you know, you're defending, you're retaliating, you're doing preemptive strikes. Um, so it does, and it does not have much in the way of thwart. You know, you're going to use uh, Brother Voodoo, or you're going to use Shuri, uh, or Mockingbird. Iron Iron Fist is attacking, so these other guys are going to help you thwart. Uh, so it does suffer a little bit against some of those uh, those type of decks, but it it it's I've had pretty good fun. It's great against like Ultron because of the retaliate, right? Um, even if you're not defending, um, but it I've it doesn't have those energy barriers, which were really hard for me to not put in there because I wanted more of the newer events. I get you. Did you have any bait and switches in there? I must have missed that. I do not. Okay. Um, I only just got my Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch today, and I haven't had a chance to go back through this and take a look. Okay, that's a fun one. It'll be in there someday, I bet. It's just so good. Yeah. So you said it's slower, but what I really like is it's not slow to set up. You don't need to get your Black Panther upgrades onto the board before you feel like you're rocking and rolling, right? If you draw into those events early on, you're just like, come at me, bro, and you play your defense events. You don't have to get 20 upgrades onto the board to feel like you've optimized your deck. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Right, yeah, you're just taking it as they come to you. Oh, I got a Panther Claw. Great, I'll put it out. You know, but my main thing is I'm going to I'm gonna respond to the villain attacks. So are there it, any villains that this really struggles against or excels against? I think if there are too many large minions, um, it can it can struggle a little bit. Like the Masters of Evil, they all have a lot of health, and if you get two or three of them out at once, that can that can be tricky. Or uh, if the villain can do a lot of damage in one hit, and you don't have, it relies on you not taking damage, right? 
so that you can stun with the never back down, so that you can ready with a desperate defense. You can draw cards with unflappable. So yep. if if Rhino's got three charges attached or however many he can have, and he hits you, and you're gonna take some damage, that's that's where it's gonna be a little bit trickier because uh, you're not gonna be able to trigger all these things that you want to be able to trigger. And now they're in your hand, but you can't you can't use them. So that's where it's a little sad. So. What upgrade do you search for with Foresight for this deck? I don't know. I guess probably I might still be going for the Tactical Genius uh, because Panther will be exhausted a lot of the time, so he's not going to be able to thwart because he's been defending. Yep. Um, you know, uh, it does depend on that villain again, too, because you might want the Energy Daggers to help you with all the minions. Yeah, I was even thinking um, Panther Claws, if you're going against Masters of Evil, just making it so you can hit for four at the end of a Wakanda Forever chain will hopefully bring those into a reasonable state. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That's a good tactic. Cool. Well, that's fun. I really like Protection Black Panther, because I think the Retaliate just, like, feeds into the protection aspect so well. Like... Especially whether it be solo or multiplayer. In solo, it's great because their health is low and you're already like forcing them to attack you as much as possible. In multiplayer, you can defend for like multiple people and get the most out of Retaliate. So I, I find it to be really fun. Yeah, the one, uh, the one weakness, and it's, it seems like no matter what happens, is I will have defended with Black Panther and then I will draw his obligation. Yes, yes, this is true. Only when I'm playing protection, not the other versions of him. Uh, and then you then you can't exhaust, and you have to suffer that terrible second effect, um, which just just hurts. Yeah, how do you deal with Killmonger um, when most of your damage sources is from Black Panther upgrades? Do you just have to defend against him multiple times to start pushing damage onto him? Or? Yeah, you, you're, the hope is that you can uh, defend it retaliate then ready up and then you're just gonna have to attack him straight yeah, up or use attack. one of your few minions out there yeah basic attack now you can still um you can still tackle him oh that's and true do, do three damage and then he's stunned so you, you can do it that way that's not too bad well, cool. yeah i i prefer to use a stun on the villain right than the yeah than the seems minion. a little more effective <laughs> yep All right. All right, what do you have? I okay. you have you have the aggression one. We're on to Black Panther aggression. And this deck, um, a lot of people have played Black Panther aggression with Yarnbjorn, and it's hard to make Black Panther aggression without it, so I didn't. But <laughs> I tried to do something a little different. And this deck may be pure trash, but it's been really fun for me. So I tried to use some of the new cards that came out. So we'll go through it and see how it goes. Um, it's called Black Panther Swinging It. So you're swinging Yarnbjorn, but you're also swinging with a bunch of allies. So you've got Hulk, Shuri, Spider-Girl, Tigra, or Valkyrie, your choice. Um, either way, it helps with minions, and Wasp. And I think Wasp was really good with Black Panther, because those Vibraniums will count as energy resources for her, so she can get as many Pym particles as she can find. For events, I've got my five Wakanda Forever's Ancestral Knowledge. I've got two copies of Mean Swing, three copies of Skilled Strike, and I actually have three copies of Browbeat in here, which is a two-cost event um, from the Scarlet Witch pack. 
deal two damage to the villain, and then X more, where it's equal to the villain's stage number. Um, so it could be up to two for five damage, which I really like for using my vibraniums late game. I yeah, that's, could. That's that's a good two for five. Is a pretty solid. Doesn't hurt at all, right? Payback. Yeah. I could see trading that for three Earth's Mightiest Heroes, because four of your five allies are Avengers, and that would let you have some threat control other than Tactical Genius and your, your basic two thwart. But for now, I left Browbeat in there because it was new and I wanted to try it out, and I didn't remove it. So, For supports, I have Avengers Mansion, Avengers Tower. I have two boot camps, Hall of Heroes and Golden City. So get this, this is really cool. With Hall of Heroes and Golden City, if you get three tokens onto Hall of Heroes, you can flip down. On your next turn, you can exhaust Golden City to go to eight cards, and then Hall of Heroes to go to 11 cards. Is that not insane? Oh, like, that's Spinal Tap all the way. Yeah, I don't know how you don't include Hall of Heroes, even if there's no minions. Like, just you just do it, because you'll, <laughs> you'll feel like that potential could be there someday. Even if there are no minions. Perfect. Even if there's I, no minions. I would I love, love it. it. Because it just yep. feels so good. Yep. All right. For upgrades, I've only got nine. I've got Combat Training, the four Black Panther upgrades, Yarnbjorn, and Honorary Avenger. So the goal is actually to get four heroes out there. If you have to throw an Honorary Avenger, ensure you have to throw it on her. And eventually to get Boot Camp out. So Boot Camp costs three. It's from Wasp's pack. You can play it under any player's control. All your allies get plus one attack. So now your Wasp is a four attack ally, which seems really good. Tigra could be a three-attack ally that heals after she kills a minion, which should happen a lot. Um, even Shuri is two-attack now instead of one, which makes her worth... Not, not that she wasn't worthwhile before, but just for two costs, you're doing six damage. That's like better than Uppercut, and that should be like our baseline, right? Even though it's probably a bad aggression card. Um, so I, re I really like boot camp, and I think with Black Panthers like Vibranium, he's one of those characters that can afford these three plus cost cards to be in his deck. So I tried to make it, tried to make a deck with it. It was pretty fun. Um, some of the piloting tips I thought I would talk about with it is Yarnbjorn is like key. So when I play Shuri, the first thing I do is fish out Yarnbjorn out of my deck because she can pull out any upgrade, and that's like really really important. What's cool is once you have your four Black Panther upgrades out there, when you play Wakanda Forever, there's two attacks in your chain. So that gives you two chances to trigger Yarnbjorn. So you can do Tactical Genius to remove a threat, do Energy Daggers to do an AoE damage, and then you can heal one with your suit and trigger Yarnbjorn to do two more. Do four with your claws and trigger Yarnbjorn again, which just seems really, really good. Extra chances seems to good. use Yarnbjorn. I always yeah. love it. Um, and what's cool is you've, you've got these Mean Swings and Skilled Strikes in here. So Mean Swing can be used on Yarnbjorn, Energy Daggers, or Panther Claws. So if you had all three out there and somehow you've got three Mean Swings into your hand, even though I only included two, maybe you changed it a little bit, you could get plus nine attack. That seems really fun. Yeah. Um, what I really like is Skilled Strike, right? So Skilled Strike is when you make a basic attack, you get plus two for the attack. So with Combat Training, Black Panther can swing for five with a Skilled Strike. Or if it makes more sense, you can swing for three into the enemy and then throw the skill strike towards Yarnbjorn and you can put two onto something else. So maybe there's a guard minion, you can do three to the guard minion, Yarnbjorn can still trigger damage towards the villain because it's not like an attack damage. So skilled strike becomes super versatile once Yarnbjorn's on the board. Either way, you're getting two damage. So if you're just throwing it at the villain's face, it doesn't matter where you spend it. 
Um, but if you're if there's guard minions out or if there's tough out, you can get like two sources of damage out of it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, anytime you can kind of split that damage up, it's helpful. Yeah, I'm I'm not completely convinced on browbeat yet. I think in standard it's pretty bad, right? In standard it's basically an aspect version of Haymaker, but you have to be an Avenger for the first phase. Um, but an expert, right, against against stage three Rhino, this was pretty cool. Um, especially later in the game, you could play a Wakanda forever, deal six damage and remove a threat, and play a Browbeat in the same turn, and maybe trigger Yarmbjorn. All of a sudden, you had like a 14 damage turn, and you're like, wow, all I do is play two events. This was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's attack, triggers Yarmbjorn. It's pretty solid. Yeah. So it's kind of like a split of the Yarnbjorn, like pumping your basic attack deck. But I also recognize that pumping your basic attack is very susceptible to stun. So you've got this boot camp ally package as your backup. Because um, if you get four allies out there with Avengers Tower, let's say it's not Shuri, but it's the other four, um, and you have boot camp out, Wasp can hit for four, Tigra can hit for three, Spider Girl can hit for three. So you're at 10, and then Hulk and- can hit for four plus whatever you get. Um, and that's 14 just with things like you already had on the board. Now, it's a lot of investment, so let's not pretend that happens all the time, but it's cool when it does. Yeah, that boot camp, that other boot camp you have too, you can go send to someone else. Yeah, I was testing these um, with my wife, and she was playing, as unfair as this is, Captain Marvel Leadership to just give me all the card draw I could get. So she basically just spams Maria Hill and (laughs) passes you cards with Commander. It's how we test all the new heroes when they come out, too. We've been doing that with Scarlet Witch this weekend. Is Someone plays Scarlet Witch, the other player just pumps her full of cards so that we can see all the new stuff. A little McCheedy face, but it's fun. Legal. You're okay. The heroes always cheat. It's okay. The heroes always you, cheat. You'd know that what? if you listen to our show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cheating okay. Heroes. <laughs> cool. Well, hopefully that gives everyone different cool ideas to try out with Black Panther. If you haven't tried him, I think I would say he's one of the heroes. And I think that this is I've said this many times before, but those heroes with the two, two, two stat lines, they're almost good in every, they're almost always good in every aspect because the stat line just allows them to be so. So. Yeah, and I think um, Panther can just get a little bit better with every pack as you get a new upgrade or support or a new source of card draw or another ally that's going to help. Like, he's always going to... I think he's going to stay relevant for a long time because his his base package is just so versatile. And you can drop him into whatever aspect you want to as new cards come out and... It doesn't have those new cards don't have to be the most optimal as long as they're fun because the rest of his package works pretty well. Yeah, right after Thor came out is when I realized how good Shuri was as an ally to be able to get any upgrade and yep. throw it into your hand. And then we got Colson in the next pack, and I was just like, "Yep, Shuri is going to be one of those cards that every time a pack comes out, the first thing I did when I saw Scarlet Witch show up in my mailbox on Friday." was like open the pack and look for anything that was an upgrade and unfortunately the only upgrade was uh sense of justice which doesn't super help um black panther but i'm gonna constantly every time an upgrade comes out be like what happens if shuri puts this in into chala's hand because that's gonna be amazing (laughs) right 
Cool. Well, why don't you remind folks again where they can find Critical Encounters content in case you ever come out of your dungeon and stop talking about villainous things? Yeah, you can. I mean, if you, if you check for Critical Encounters, a Marvel Champions podcast on any podcatcher, we are out there. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, whatever it is. Um, we're on Facebook as Critical Encounters. You could email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We're on Discord. I'm Vardan. There's a Big Foam Loaf, Wandering Took, The Truth. We have a channel on the Marvel Champions Monthly Discord server. So you can find us on there if you have any questions. And uh, we're usually, uh, I'm, I'm, I float around. I get around at a couple different shows. You can hear me talk uh, Marvel Champions pretty much anywhere, like right, right here. Thanks, Kenny right. Hawk, for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So that was the power of Black Panther. That was the power of Black Panther. Hope everybody enjoyed it.